Warning. This message is detailed to change your life. Trem proudly presents Power in the Word with Dr. Mike Kunkwa, the presiding bishop of Trem, the redeemed evangelical mission. Trem is big enough to contain you, small enough to reach you, and powerful enough to deal with anything the devil brings against you. Open up your heart and receive the word because it is your time to be blessed. As this message reaches you, your life will never be the same again. God bless you as you listen. Here is your host, Dr. Mike Okunkwa. I bow to you. Sandele, 
Rande Bekusa Tele Bekusa Talaba Shikrebele Bekuya Lava Shata Oketele Bekuya Lava Shata In absolute We exalt Father, we just want to tell you this morning that we love you. We love you with all our hearts. Thank you for who you are. Faithful is your name. Even when we are unfaithful, you have always remained faithful. We just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being our father. Receive our worship. Let it rise unto you as a sweet smelling sample. This atmosphere has been prepared for you. Take all the glory. In Jesus' name we have worshipped. In Jesus' name we have worshipped. Shout the loudest Amen. If you are glad to be alive, shout Amen. If you are glad that you are not in the best hospital in the world, shout Amen. Glory to God. Give him a hand of praise right now. Turn around to the kings and the queens, our excellencies. Excellencies around you. I have come Welcome to them to the service.
may be seated. Receiving what God has made available to us. When you read the Bible, God does not lie. He cannot lie. Whatever promise you read in the Bible that He made, as far as heaven is concerned, it's already a settled case. It is us that live in time. God does not live in time, He lives in the now. Eternal now. A thousand years is like a day before God. Yesterday, future is now with God. So he doesn't lie. It's us that, that live in time and that, uh, as a result we feel that probably there are some things God said which he really didn't mean. But I found out that if you don't settle certain things in your life once and for all, there are blessings, a level of di- and dimension of blessing you will never enter into. The Holy Spirit only bears witness with the truth. And the Holy Spirit will only assist the truth. He will not assist error. error. So you, you can be coming to church and see forms churning in falsehood. Open your Bibles to First John chapter 3. First John chapter 3. First John, you turn towards Revelation, you will get there. Otherwise, go to table of content. I'll be sharing with you. I may not finish today. And, and I, I may not finish next week. I, I want to share with us breaking the dominion or the bondage of sin. Breaking the bondage of sin. Breaking the bondage of sin. First John chapter 3. Verse 20. I want us to read it all together. If you are there, if you are in First John, I, and, and I'm glad that the need to, for you to open your Bibles is very important. First John chapter 3 from verse 20. Read it out loud. One to go. Twenty-one. Twenty-two. John, the beloved, writes, he says, If our heart condemn us, notice it didn't say if the Holy Spirit condemns you. The Holy Spirit does not condemn. It doesn't. If our heart condemn us, God is greater than our hearts and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. Notice, if there is a condemnation in my heart, I'm being condemned by certain things in my life. He said, God knows and is greater. Then he says that if your heart does not condemn you, then you have confidence. That means if my heart is condemning me, I can have confidence toward God. I won't be able to approach God. And yet God is the one who has the answer to my needs. He's the one that, that, that heals. He's the one that delivers. He's the one that sets free. 
is the one that will bless me, that will lift me up. And here I am, my heart is condemning me, and as a result, I cannot approach him. Then he goes on to say, and whatsoever that we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing. In other words, if my heart condemns me, my prayer will not be effective. I won't be able to ask boldly. I'm not confident. I'm not sure that when I go to him, he will answer. And so a lot of believers are living on certainty. Do you know that as I was thinking about it, the Lord said to me, He said, do you know my children are supposed to be the most happiest people on earth? That if we really know who we are, we should be the most happy. Because your past, present, future have been covered. There's really nothing the devil brings against you that has the capacity to defeat you. The believers should be the most happiest people on earth. Why? By the reason of whom we are connected to. But you'll be surprised. A lot of people who say they are serving God, their life is a roller coaster. Uncertainty. Am I sure that God really loves me? Am I, am, I, am I sure he will answer me? Have I really done enough to qualify for God to answer me? Have I pleased him enough? I'm not sure I've, I've pleased him enough. You know, there are some people that God loves better than the others. And so the, the suggestions go on and on and on and on and on. And the devil keeps on playing a mind game on us as believers. When we should be happy, Paul says, Rejoice in the Lord. And again I say, Rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord. And so the devil is busy. You know what he does? He raises issues against you, raises the mess you have been in in the past. Even remembers the one you you did even before you got saved and then reminds you that you are coming to church you are upset with your husband and your wife and and raises them up and then stays in one corner to watch you and then when you come to church to lift up your hands in worship he says look at you 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 say you love god look at you have you forgotten what you did before you came to church and and then what happens the boldness and the confidence to approach God wins. And then he has a big laugh. I want you to listen to me very carefully. Because if you can settle the issue of sin once and for all in your life, you know, there's a way you position your Bible say, seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Notice, he didn't say your righteousness. His own righteousness. Seeking first God's way of doing it. And his right standing that he gave to you. It's all this thing shall... There are things, good things that are supposed to be gravitating to you. The good things of life are meant every day of your life to be gravitating to you. is supposed to be your servant delivering the benefits and the goodness of each day every day comes with benefit comes with goodness and God intends that they are 
gravitating to you, knocking at your door, running you over. But if you don't know the truth, Jesus said to the Pharisees, the religious rulers, you know, we use this scripture a lot. Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall what? We have used it in different ways. But in actual context of that very passage, he was dealing with the Jews who were functioning under the law. They were functioning under the laws of Moses. Do's and don't. Wash your hand. Wash your plate. Do this and do that. And Jesus said to them, You are not free because you don't know the truth. You shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. It is the truth that makes free. Praise the Lord. John chapter 1. You are going to help me to teach this this morning. Open your Bibles. John chapter 1. You then John chapter 1. Let's read together. Verse 16 and 17. Ready? Read. His fullness have we all received. Everyone has received. We, the believers, have received of His goodness grace for grace. What we have received is grace for grace. What we have received is grace, unmerited, undeserved, unearned favor. Unmerited, undeserved, unearned favor. You did not deserve it. You didn't earn it. You did not merit it. Grace for grace for grace. Grace, favor upon favor, upon favor, upon favor, upon favor. Wave after wave. So if that's what I receive, I receive favor upon favor. Why would I expect the bad thing when I wake up? Why should I? Why should I expect evil in my life? Remember, expectation is the mother of what you expect. When you expect evil, you attract evil. But now as he breaks it down, verse 17, he said, because the law was given by Moses, the law was given by Moses and you can give something from afar off it has no relationship you can give something to somebody you don't have relationship with you don't know him probably just know his name and you can post it or you can send it to somebody that's how the law of Moses relates with us that's the way it relates the law was given by Moses but watch this. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Grace and truth came. He said, I want to identify with you. I want to know where you are. Ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, election in this country is not based on performance. It is based on who can read the most and share the money the most. But by right, it will be dangerous for you to cast your vote to anyone who cannot 
be able to, who does not understand your terrain now please he's living somewhere the person is living somewhere in Lekki. he does not know what those who are in Ajegule are passing through and he's telling them vote for me i will deliver you how can you deliver me you don't know whether i have water you don't know whether i have electricity you don't know whether i have hospital it is somebody who we have not got a high priest who cannot be touched with the feeling of our word infinite jesus was touched he knows what we are going through that's why he's qualified so he came grace unmerited favor unearned, undeserved and look at it grace and truth, they are one grace is a person, Jesus he came he came so he knows you in and out he knows your pain he knows the pressure of sin against your life he knows how the enemy uses sin to condemn you. He knows how he turns around and lures you into sin. That's the devil. He lures you into sin and stand out and accuse you. Listen to me. Because if you get what I'm telling you, you will no more be depressed one day in your life. Everything about depression will go. Every day by stress because there are things that will be settled in your life. You will just rest with the knowing that it is well. <laughs> Somebody say it's well. Grace and truth came. The law was given. And when it was given, it says, listen, it's either you keep it or you are dead. Fail to keep it, you are a dead image. And for your information, that's what the Lord says. I won't bend for you. I am too holy. I am too righteous. And I cannot bend. It is either you meet my standard or you are dead. Why? Because it cannot relate with you. It can't identify with where you are. It can't identify. And so he gives you laws that are difficult to keep. So what happens is that you are honest, you are sincere, you love God with all your heart, but you find yourself every moment because you are making effort falling. And because you 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 you, you still want to you still want to praise God, you come to church, but in your heart you say, Can I make heaven? If you don't know of certainty that you will make heaven while you are still seated then I, am, I doubt if you will make it the issue of heaven is not supposed to be an assumption every person who is a believer who knows the truth it should not be a, there should be no doubt or, or equivocation concerning it irrespective of what you have been through irrespective of where you are and you know you have given your heart to Christ of a certainty there is no, there is nothing the devil can say that will shift that stand. But the question is, how many believers know this? Sin is controlling you. He, his sin is having dominion over you. You are sin conscious. You wake up, you go to bed, 
with same consciousness. You wake up with same consciousness. You go to work with same consciousness. Ladies and gentlemen, same consciousness cannot be able to access the goodness of God. You cannot. And then what happens is that you become a hypocrite. Do you know there are many hypocrites in church? You're a hypocrite. Because you don't know you already have dominion over sin. You don't know. Potentially and positionally, let me just be ahead of myself. Every believer already have dominion over sin. Every believer. I didn't say you did not sin. I didn't say you didn't make mistakes. I didn't say you didn't fall into sin. But I'm saying, by our position, we have dominion over sin. I'm going to take my time like a like a doctor with a doctor's blade and dissect this thing for you so that you will not have that. That's why you cannot afford not to be in church. Because throughout this year, I intend it is not a year of just trying to tickle your ear. I want to be able to put some things in your spirit that will make you stand tall anywhere. That will make you access your your, your, your rights and your privilege. You just sit down and things will happen for you. Because of what you know. You shall know the truth. And the truth will make you free. Praise God. I said praise God. Romans chapter 1. Listen to Paul. Paul the apostle writing to the church in Rome. He said, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. The good news. The gospel means good news. But it's even much more than that. It's an over the top. Too good to be true. News of Jesus. Over the top. Too good to be true. That's why it's the gospel. It is too good to be true. And so Paul says, you see this good news that is too good to be true. I am not ashamed of it. Because I know it's the power of God. Gospel is the power of God. Not motivational talk. Motivational talk will only tingle your brain. When the chips are down, you'll be on your own because we are wrestling against powers of darkness. But when you know the truth, that will make you stand irrespective of satanic accusation. Your 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 chest is out with your with your with your shoulders and standing square and your eyes with fire, making the devil know that you know your rights. You can't condemn me. It's the power of God, Paul says, unto salvation. What is salvation? It means soteria in Greek. That means. Or not just saving you from hell unto your protection unto your security unto your prosperity unto your victory unto power different things it is the gospel that produces that unto salvation to everyone that what that what that what shout it he didn't say to everyone that qualifies. He didn't say to everyone that performs. 
He did say to everyone that did what is right. Because that's where the devil had backed us. We don't know that it's pride to, trying to, to dwell on our own performance other than accepting what Jesus did on your behalf. He said, stop doing, let me do for you. That's what the gospel is. Stop doing, let me do for you. I don't want your hand in the, in the soup. Take your hands off. Let me cook it for you. Your part is to sit down and eat. Thou preparest a table before me. In the power of God. Unto salvation. That leads to salvation. It is the gospel, not the law. Not the law. The law will condemn you, the best of you. Even when you have done your best, he will say you are not yet done well. But the gospel will commend the worst of you. And so what does he do? He produces power. It's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. That's all you need to do. Believe. Believe. That's all God is asking for us as believers. Do what? Believed. He said, in verse 17, he said, for therein, inside this gospel, is the righteousness of God, not your righteousness. Because our righteousness are like filthy rags. God says, if you believe, I will put on you my own righteousness. I don't need your own. I can't do anything with it. Your own is bad. He said, I want to give you my own. Just believe. And it will be so. You know why we find you God? We have been used to. What can I do? Even right from an idol worshiping background. You go to a native doctor. And you tell him all your problems. And you say, okay, so, so, Baba, what, 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 what do you want me to do? Because he must tell you to do something. Now, he said, now go and bring a cow. And, and then, go, go and bring this. Go and bring that. Then, in the, in the midnight, I want you to go to that four corner. And, and we are used to that. And we have brought it into church. Jesus says, listen, as many as received him, to then, to give him power, to become sons of God. Even those that believe on his name. We say, is that all? How can I just, simply because I, I say, Jesus, come into my heart, now I am a son of God. Without it. But look at Paul, say, therein, in this gospel, is the, is, the, is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Not to, from faith to works. Not from works to works. Then he says, the just shall live by he said the just shall live the righteous shall live by believing by believing not by your works believing what Jesus did for you that's all that's all he's asking us if you are following so far wave your hand you are following all we need to do beloved is to believe you see it in the gospel you believe. The gospel does not tell you what is wrong with you. Because you already know what is wrong with you. You know. Even no one tells you. What does it tell you? It tells you what is good with you. Because of what Christ has done. What is right with you. 
And so people, you know why we doubt it? Because when you look at the experiences you are having with what he says you are, that diametrically opposed. And so you say, no, I don't believe it. Because I'm still smoking, I'm still drinking. And still humanizing. How can I cannot be righteous? How can I be righteous? I just quarreled with my wife before I came to church. I say I'm right. No, 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 I'm not righteous. I have to be holy again before I know. And so I will I'll first, I first of all confess my sins. Today is not one John one nine. I will deal with one John one nine. Just give me time. One John one nine is not for us. It doesn't matter what anyone tells you. Not many people have insight into what I'm telling you. You better listen to me. I'm your pastor. Better listen. Because I will show you Bible for Bible. I know I have a responsibility to ensure that none of you is misled. Do you think when, when God opened the scriptures, the revelation of the Holy Ghost, not many people accepted it. Initially, they fought it. But it's in the Bible. And very soon it spread. When I talked about the fact that women should be ordained in the ministry, no one was doing it in the ministry. All they ended with was deaconess. But I read in the Bible, it means a woman can be a minister. I did it. Today is now a forgotten story. When we started that, you, you must not cover every cover your hair and don't make up, don't wear earring. People felt a backsliding. But I told them, look, start the scriptures. Today is a different story. Listen to me. God doesn't want us to be sin conscious. He wants us to be righteousness conscious. Because that's who you are. Are you hearing me? So he said, therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just, the righteous, we don't live by works. We don't live by sight. We live by faith. Faith in what? Faith in what God said concerning me. So at times, you believe that you have, you are prosperous, you are rich, and your pocket is saying it's also. So will I, because of it, believe my pocket? I will keep on saying what I am. And then what I am will change what I'm experiencing. Can I hear a loud amen? So when you experience the reason people doubt the gospel, is that they are trying to use their experience to judge their standing. No. It is your standing that will judge your experience. Are you following what I say? You know why? Because your standing does not change. It is constant. I'm standing in the infallible, errorless, impregnable, authoritative word of God. While my condition can change. And so when I stand in what God said, it will change my condition. That's why it says, the just shall what? 
going to round off for today. But listen, let me just show you two things in the scripture. He said the law was given by Moses. Grace and truth came by Jesus. John the Baptist was the last prophet of the law. The church of Jesus Christ does not function under law. We function under grace. We don't function under law. We are not Jews. We were Gentiles. And the cross of Jesus brought a fusion of both Jews and Gentiles, forming what is called a new creation. Somebody say, I'm a new creation. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. And if you're a new creation and you want to function under the law, your life will be under stress. Because you are not wired to function that way. You are not wired to function under the law. Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3 verse 19. Now we know that what things soever the law said is said to them who are under the law. That what is the reason? That every mouth may be stopped and all the world will become guilty before God. That's the law's assignment to make people guilty, to make you guilty, to give you a conscience that condemns you, so that you will know that you need a savior. To make you guilty then he says therefore by the deeds of the law there shall no flesh be what justified in his sight for by the law is what for by the law is what for by the law is what it is the law that makes you no sin if there was no law, you wouldn't know sin. <laughs> it's the law that makes you know what sin is. If there is no law, you will not know sin. I'm still going to develop that. Romans 5.13 Romans 5.13 If you are there, let's read it all together. One to go. Did you see that? He said, even before the law came, sin was already on earth. But the sin was not credited to your account. Because there was no law. Before the law came, sin was already there. He said, but God did not regard it. And it was never held against you. The reason is now held against you it because law came then the law killed you do you know the assignment of the law to kill you and to condemn you that's the job law is a killer that's his job Romans chapter 7 verse 8 let's read it together one to go Don't be, don't be 
don't be carried away by that concupiscence what it says it means want what is not you want to you are wanting what is not our own you are wanting what is not yours praise the lord it is desire for what is not desire, what is not good the hunger for loss for what is not good that is what concupiscence is can i hear an amen so he says you are, you, you are, he said he said but sin taking occasion by commandment he began to walk in me to have a desire for what is not mine those things are not yours it is it, fornication adultery stealing killing is not yours it is sin that makes you start to desire those things but look at what he says for without the law what happens eh? for without the law what sin was dead in other words if there is no law there is no sin if there is no law there is what let me close with this we'll pick it up next week first corinthians 15 56 read it together one to go one more time the strength of sin is what is what now with all the scriptures i gave you if you want to remove sin what do you think i should remove are you in agreement because they are told you the strength of sin is the law without the law i wouldn't have known sin without the law sin is dead that's what he said so with means if i want to get rid of sin in my life what do i do i remove the law so i want to submit to you that the reason why you are living in sin you are still involved in sin thinking sin confessing every day is because you are living under the law you have refused the grace of god i didn't say that the reason why that if if you don't live under the law you won't you won't commit sin i didn't say that i didn't say if you don't live under the law you will not make mistakes i didn't say that and the problem with many of us believers is that we classify sin since i'm not fornicating i didn't take somebody's husband somebody's wife i didn't kill i'm qualified wrong <laughs> if you obey all of them and still fail in one you have sinned you have sinned the lord did a perfect job to condemn all of us so that we will need know we need a savior god if you don't save me who will save me if you don't it's only you that can help me that's the reason for the law it is not for it to begin to condemn you every day to tell you what you didn't do right next week we'll pick it up i'll begin to show you why you should not wake up thinking about sin even if you made a mistake when you think about your mistakes you are thinking the first adam you are saying in effect the first adam is stronger than the last adam jesus i love you i love you i love you
Why should I feel when I have you surrounded by Why I live, sing it from all over the place. You are the reason I'm You're the one for me. 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 You are the
Heaven is involved in your business. It's involved in whatever you are involved in. You must have a high priest that cannot be touched. He is touched so that he can provide the adequate solution. I'm so excited because a lot of you in this building this year you're going to experience a stupendous acceleration of God's grace the way things will work for you it will just be like fire I'm telling you begin to thank him for his grace open your mouth like a thunder thank him for his grace is not the work of a man. Father, this week show them uncommon grace. Father, show them uncommon grace. 
Father, show them uncommon grace. Father, show them uncommon grace. The struggles and all the stress and anxiety, I declare it ends today. It ends today. It ends today. This grace will open that door. This grace will deliver to you your possession. I declare restoration in your life. 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 You said that there are things you've been standing in faith for over time, but you have let it go because you think it will not happen. Thus said the Lord, this is your moment of restoration. Receive in the name of Jesus. One day of favor, it will replace many years of labor. One day of favor will replace many years of labor. It will replace many years of labor. Because you are the righteousness of God in Christ. I declare goodness, mercy, and all the benefits accrue to you. By the reason of this anointing, they are gravitating to you. Receive it now. Receive it now. Receive it now. No more strandedness. No more frustration. No more disappointment. They will hear from you. They will hear from you. They will hear from you. The marketplace will hear from you. Father, we give you the praise. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' name. Everyone shout amen. Amen. Shout grace three times. Put those hands together for the Lord. You may be seated. I'm going to drop the microphone in a few moments. If you are here this morning and you want this life, this life that will cause you to prosper, this life that will cancel your past and give you a new beginning, this life that will define you, this new life that will reposition you, this new life that will speak for you, that will make you invincible from your enemies. Because that's the benefit of salvation. That's the benefit of being born again. You become invisible to the vicissitudes of life. When God says you should be born again, it's so that you can enter his own class. There is God's class, there is man's class. I want to pray for you. Forget about who is looking at you. This is the greatest favor you can do to yourself. That God brought you to the service to hear what you are hearing. Giving you an opportunity to receive Christ into your life. No Jesus, no life. 
without Jesus you don't have life what you have is death you want my prayer take your Bible take your bath and come and stand with me here right now in Jesus name in Jesus name leave your seat and come in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name I want to give receive Jesus into my heart I want to be born again yes brother come come yes come and you know hesitating beloved there is no need hesitating he knows you he knows your name he knows your address he knows your cell phone twitter facebook he knows your email the best thing you can do to yourself is to say lord i surrender i surrender give me your life i came for exchange you want this life victorious life that will make you take your portion leave your seat and come I give you just one more opportunity otherwise we will pray for this brother that is here and we go leave your seat and come leave your seat help me ask the person around you are you sure you are born again are you sure you are born again are you sure you have received christ into your heart ask that man ask that woman ask him ask them very important when we be there when we
they're going to come and lead them to Christ. decision of your life and you've taken a stand for Christ in public and God will take a stand for you God will see to your affairs and it's the beginning of the best days of your life and so I just want you to bow your heart and repeat after me say Lord Jesus I've come to you today I cannot save myself and so I have come for your grace Jesus Thou son of David, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my God. From today and the rest of my life, I will serve you. Now let me pray. Church, please stretch your hands towards this once and pray in the Holy Ghost. Dear Lord, on this precious day, we ask that you take these lives and let it be consecrated all to you. We ask that from today, let there be heavenly manifestations in their lives. Let every day usher them into a new realm of life. Lord, let people see them and let the testimony be that they have been with the master. In the name of Jesus. And I declare that every chain, every yoke that has held you bound before now, today they become subservient to the power of Jehovah. In the name of Jesus. Behold, I beheld Satan falling like lightning. Whatever it is that has troubled them, today we declare it is over. Your time has come and you will be celebrated in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, church, put your hands together. Jesus, it's never too late. The message you've just listened to is available on audio and videotape, CD, DVD, and in books. Pick up your copy now. For instant counseling, please call 0805-869-8233 or 0805-869-8227 or email trem at trem.org. Remain blessed.